July 4th is upon us. It's a great time of the year to tell that special girl how you really feel. I know some of you think, nope, 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 only on Valentine's Day. Well, I used to think that until Valentine's Day flopped for me many, many times. (laughs) Now it's something uh, that I look forward to because I'm happily married to Sister G. But I found out personally uh, in my time dating that Christmas is the most romantic time of the year, then second, New Year's. And then thirdly, but not far behind, is the 4th of July. I know what you're thinking. Gleason, does war and freedom create an atmosphere for love? My, I mean, my God. Well, yes, it does. It does. Well, it can. Sometimes it's the furthest thing uh, from your mind during the battle, but maybe after the battle or years after the battle, right? But I want you to think about this. You know, men, you need to distinguish yourself. I really think you do. You want to get the attention of the of the girl that uh, you believe God is trying to bring you to, you got to distinguish yourself. And what I mean by that, you you look in the Bible in Joshua 15. Caleb uh, said, I want a son-in-law who will attack Kerjath Sefer, a Canaanite city. And Caleb said, whoever does it, I will give that man my daughter, Exa, Exa, Aksa. What a nice name. <laughs> And uh, actually, a beautiful Hebrew name, probably pronouncing it wrong. But Caleb uh, said that, and Othniel, Othniel, he stood up and uh, went against that that city, that territory, Kerjath Sefer, and took it, claimed it for the name of the Lord and for Israel. And Caleb said, as I said, so shall I do. Here is my daughter. And gave him his daughter. That's what it means to give in marriage. There's marriage, then giving in marriage. Marriage, it just kind of happens between the guys and girls. Giving in marriage is like the ultimate way uh, to do it. And it's to really get the blessing of the of the of the lady's father. And she is given in marriage. That's the most biblical way. It's the most spiritual way. And and the way to really um I guess have the the favor and do it right. That's why I just, you know, emphasize uh, uh authority and submission, all of those things. That's how you'll have a blessed marriage when you get the blessing of the father, the pastor, and, of course, the mother, the friends, all of that. It's something you you should seek to do. You don't always get it, but if you do, it's always a bonus, right? So what are you going to do this 4th of July? How are you going to open up and uh, tell that girl uh, how you really feel? Well, you need to already have been dating. That's a a number one. You you, you can't uh, whip up a relationship out of thin air. Well, you can. Very rarely does it work. But uh, it, the only way that works is if you guys have only been dating in your thoughts <laughs> for each other. Uh, that can work rare, but yeah, it, it can work. But really what you need to do, you should have already been dating, should have already been uh, corresponding in some way, right? But you just, I, I don't know, guys, all you got to do is just open up in a private setting it can be over the phone if you're long distance, but for the most part, in person is always best. Just simply explain the facts, sort of like what is publicly known uh, to this point between the two of you and what maybe other people have said, perhaps. But uh, what is publicly known between you two at this point, maybe how many dates you've been on and how awesome it's been and all the things you've done and you know things like that. And then what you do after you explain the facts, you open up your feelings, <laughs> your feelings. Explain how that makes you feel. Explain what's going on in your heart. 
Uh, that's all you got to do. Facts and feelings. And let, let her respond. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you hope that she does the same thing. And she, she probably will. Three things are going to happen. She's going to open up uh, with her, her facts and then her feelings. Actually, she's probably going to say her feelings first. Guys tend to go for the facts, then the feelings. I think girls tend to go for the feelings and then talk about the facts. Hey, either way, it's great. But she'll open up her feelings and then the facts, and you'll, you'll find out that she thinks the same way you do. Or uh, she thinks and feels exactly the same way you, to, you do, but she's not ready to talk about it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh uh, no pressure, man. You you do pressure, get ready for a breakup. <laughs> An awkward no-closure ending uh, is probably going to happen. Or number three, she's going to look at you and say, I'm sorry you took it that way. I'm sorry you felt that way. I don't know what signals you were getting, but I don't feel that way about you. And I think we should just be friends. Ugh. I I hate that. I You know, it, when you when you get that, it's, it's just difficult because I, I found – for a guy, one of the most and hardest difficult things you're ever going to do is to have to just say uh, about the girl that you truly love, you truly like, you truly have feelings for, that we're just friends. Oh, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it, right? Very difficult to tell the girl that you're in love with, oh, we're just friends, and tell everybody else, we're just friends, we're just friends. Well, so that's why I believe in just good dating. Good, godly dating produces good facts. It's a good way to get good signals. And when, uh, when when that's gone on for you know five to seven times or however long, however long it takes or however short it takes, guys, explain the facts, explain your feelings, let her respond, and uh, you should already know unless you are a total dunce. <laughs> and and hopefully after listening to this show, these healthy relationship episodes, you finally figured it out how to gain good signals. Okay, if she smiles a lot at you, if she talks to you, if occasionally she's actually really mean to you, it's a good signal. But if she if she waits like eight or ten days to respond to your text, uh, if she avoids you at church, <laughs> if uh, if uh, you comment on one of her posts and she responds or likes everybody's comment except yours, yeah, there there ain't nothing there, man. Sorry. It is time to move on, and I know it's hard, but you'll be glad you did one day, okay? So uh, the answer is dating. Some people prefer courting. I, I'm okay with that. I just always uh, said dating, but some people coming out of the world, uh, dating uh, involved a lot of sin. So the word courting is a good uh, term uh, for association to separate themselves from their unrighteous past. And you know what? I respect that, but I still say dating. I can't help it. But I do believe in courting. But uh, for the for the sake of my show and how I want it, we're going to talk about dating. Okay, date. I, I just you know when you when you when the guy calls up a girl, he doesn't say, "Hey, can I take you on a court?" <laughs> that just doesn't work. Can I take you on a date? Can I take you on a date? Right. That's how you get it. I don't know. Maybe maybe guys try that. Hey, can I take you on a court? Try it. See how it works. Let me know. You are listening to Justin C. Gleason. Please consider following and keeping this podcast playing in the background of your productive day. Give a five-star rating and support by giving through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. It's 2022, the year we prevail.
So uh, why has the the um, world that we live in here in 2022, why is this world shockingly, drastically, it's like it happened overnight, it's become uh, very toxic as far as dating culture goes. Uh, it's no longer dating. It's all resorted to just uh, hookup apps, hookup sites. Uh, you know, they, they got the thing now, the, the lunch thing. It's just lunch, right? I think that means it's just sex. That's what I think it means. And so it's become a, a toxic uh, cesspool. Nothing, no meaningful relationships, nothing lifelong. And, and there's a lot to this, but to put it in simple terms, why has dating become so toxic in this world and in this culture is because people aren't dating to see if they can start a family. Dating is the foundation of the family. The foundation of the family is not your wedding day. It is not your engagement day. It's your dating season. That's why I believe in a good long dating season. Short dating season produces a small foundation for a wet, for a, for a marriage. I know everybody's different. Uh, there's plenty of people that eloped <laughs> and have a good marriage. I don't recommend that. It's it's not what you want to carry into your marriage the rest of your life, but uh, sometimes it is what it is, and you know and. The things that I give you here on this podcast about the subject are simply principles. They don't apply to everybody because I've got friends that elope. They have a great, rare, beautiful family. It's fine. Then I know some people that dated for nine years and got married and have a great marriage. You know, to each his own right. But you need to build a foundation, and dating does that. Good quality time uh, really does that. Apostolic dating, it's, it's simply godly quality time together to explore and determine if he should marry she. Uh, sometimes you know the will of God immediately. Other times, for most of us, definitely when it comes to marriage, it has to be explored. <laughs> it has to be sought out and sought for and, and seeking you will find, right? So you got to get to know each other. Godly dating is good. It's a good thing. It sets up holy matrimony. It sure does. Man, that's a statement. Godly dating for a good amount of time, it sets up holy matrimony for a lifetime. Take that and run with it, all you identity thieves. Godly dating for a good amount of time sets up holy matrimony for a lifetime. So stop sliding into DMs. Stop it. And stop that endless, boring, small talk. Forget it. Call her dad. Call her pastor and say, I would like your blessing and your approval to date her. Having your blessing would mean everything to me. And get that green light. If you don't get it, move on, man. I'm telling you, move on. Or perhaps they may put you on trial and prove yourself like Caleb did. Whoever fights and takes this city, that's a sign to me. That's the kind of son-in-law I want for my daughter, right? You may have to do something. I don't know. The dad may say, you know, my daughter has a flat tire. Why don't you go fix that? <laughs> and do it, right? Once you get that green light, I'm assuming you already have, but if you haven't, flirt a little bit. All you got to do is flirt. Uh, say something funny and make her laugh, make her smile, make her feel good about herself. That's all you got to do. Get a few good signals, uh, dress yourself up a little bit, slick your hair back, and smell good. Very important. Guys, where your looks fail, your smell will make up for it. I am telling you that right now. You don't have to be the most good-looking man out there. Really, looks, it's, it's, 
it's a personality thing for most girls, really. Looks are important, but personality, right? But the smell, man, you got to smell good. I'm telling you, figure out what kind of cologne she likes or or just get something good going. Okay, don't walk it in there like uh, like smelling like bacon grease. Don't do it. You need to wash up and smell good. Clean up and make a reservation at a nice restaurant. I, I wouldn't do coffee. Uh, you can, but I prefer dinner. I think dinner is better. Uh, think about is a coffee shop romantic? No, it's not. It's people sit and talk about their problems. <laughs> Dinner is more pleasant, right? And then you got people studying around you. And then I don't know, people who go to coffee shops and hang out. It's it's not usually romantic. It's it's usually they're <laughs> talking to all their friends, right? But dinner's a better uh, situation. But you be the judge of that, right? Uh, fuel your car up. Goodness, that'll cost you a, a fortune, but it is worth it. She is worth it. Because she is worth it. Uh, fuel is worth it. Pick her up. Girls want to be taken out. They do. You know why? They want to be seen. They want to be seen taken out. It's, it's. I mean, it, it's just like a, a natural self-esteem booster, right? It, it helps their self-conscious. I would do it. I would do it. I'm telling you, it works. It's worked for millennia. Why not do it now? I, th- I feel like we're... They're, they're trying to do this great reset, right, and shift culture, and they're trying to take dating out of the, the equation. <laughs> they're trying to, and it's, a, it's an effort really to destroy the whole family and set up the socialist new world order. Well, I'm not going along with it. I'm going to preach it as long as I can. Dating is the answer. So after you've had a nice dinner, you need to go on a nice walk. Walking is good. It's a great way to break the ice. Walking uh, is, is a good quality thing to do together, and you just start talking. Talk, 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 talk. Talk is cheap, so do a lot of it. All right? Then you drop her off at her house, and then you repeat that. Date, walk, talk, drop her off. Date, walk, talk, drop her off. And uh, pretty soon you fall in love. And then, you, of course, you, you fall in love. You date in the will of God. You get engaged in the will of God. Then you get married in the will of God. It's uh, that simple. It works, and I've been seeing it work. Uh, Dylan Parkey. Shout out to Dylan Parkey and the entire Parkey family, my district superintendent's family, Bishop Brian Parkey. We love this peop- these people so much. Uh, Dylan uh, started dating Emily, and they got engaged. And I'm, I'm telling you, I saw those two at a, our camp meeting. It was either, yeah, it was last year, and I was like, goodness gracious, there's enough electricity between them two to light up this whole church. I mean, it just worked. It, it, it was just there. It's like, this, this is it. <laughs> so they dated very well. Put good, godly dating in the foundation. Had a great engagement. Had a great wedding. Absolutely beautiful. They got married recently. They're happy. How do they do it? Dating. Uh, going to church conferences together. Being seen together. And uh, everybody's just like, wow, it works. You got the blessing and the favor of the whole entire district up- upon them. I mean, for goodness sakes, you know. Uh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. So I've never seen Dylan so happy in all of his life. So yay. <laughs> that's right. Oh, marriage is a blessing. Okay, another uh, uh, friend of mine, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, most of my friends are married, but I still have some single friends out there. And uh, a single friend of mine, a listener of this podcast, not too long ago, he calls me up and he says, Jay, in 2019, I was preaching a sectional youth rally, and after I preached, I'd pray a bunch of people through, 
And uh, I get I, I the altar calls wrapping up, and I I look across the church, and he said, "Bam!" I was smitten at the sight of this apostolic girl, and I loved it. He he said it for what it is. I can't stand these guys. They're like, "I was so attracted to her worship. Her worship was just so attractive." No, you weren't attracted to her worship at all. You were attracted uh, to her long eyelashes. <laughs> okay. And this friend of mine gets it. You don't, I mean, the worship's great. You know, you want to be sure she's solid on the doctrine and lifestyle. Don't get me wrong. But anybody who says I'm attracted to her worship is is just, uh, I, I, that's such a fake way to put it, man. Come on. You think she's beautiful. All right. Uh, you got your eye, your, the, 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 the long eyelashes, the sparkly eyes. Uh, the, the, when, when she smiles, the, the sound of those lips coming across those teeth. Woo, I mean, come on, right? So he was smitten uh, with her blonde hair and long eyelashes. Uh, looked like Princess Aurora there in church. So he didn't go up and talk to like four other people about her. Forget that. He didn't go up and say, hey, introduce me. Forget that. Walked right up to her and introduced himself. Guys, it is always better to introduce yourself and to be introduced. There's a boldness about it. There's a confidence about it. Now, I'm not saying, <laughs> again, principles, principles. If you're introduced, that's fine. There's plenty of people out there that have great marriages that were introduced, did the double date thing, did the blind date thing, all of that. But I don't know, you want a Gleason style, go up and introduce yourself. That's all you got to do. She'd be flattered. She'd be flattered, let me tell you. So he approaches her, says hello, and he gets her number. Talk about old school. I like that. Get her number. Not, hey, you on social media? Hey, I might follow you sometime. No. Get her phone number to call or text, right? Oh, coffee's cold. I can't stop this podcast. i got to keep going. So anyway, so he gets her number, and they talk for a couple times inside of like 10 days. And he thinks it's going good, and then all of a sudden, boom, ghosted. She no longer is taking the phone call. She's no longer returning the phone call. She's no longer texting him. And I mean, just kicks him to the curb. <laughs> and he said, Jay, I took it like a man. I took it right on the chin <laughs> and moved on. <laughs> so 2019 comes and goes, and then the dreaded 2020 comes. And you remember 2020? It was COVID, right? It was the end of the world, and everybody who was single thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> Went out and got relationships. <laughs> well, he wasn't like that. He wasn't like that. And uh, just... <laughs> so anyway, so my friend uh, uh, is talking to me, and he said, bro, you ain't going to believe what happens, what it just happened. This, this, is, uh, this is springtime, this year, 2022. He says, I'm down preaching at another church in the same section that I preached of that that girl that dropped me like I was hot. <laughs> he says I'm down there preaching. He says I, 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 I preach Holy Ghost moves. We have a great service. He said uh, after altar call was wrapping up, he said I wanted to uh, go and freshen up before the uh, fellowship and the fellowship hall afterwards, right? So it's a, it's a youth event. Everybody's there from other churches, right? So he's going to go freshen up a little bit. Because, I mean, when you preach the house, I mean, you're just a sweaty mess, right? So he's, he's, uh, he, he walks out. He's going to go freshen up. That's a girl's term. I need to get another term. Girls freshen up. I don't, guys don't freshen up. 
We change our shirt. How about that? <laughs> so anyway, so he goes out in the hall, and this girl, uh, not a girl, like four girls come up to him. And they're like, hi, brother such and such. Um, our friend such and such wants to talk to you. And he's just like blown away, about drops his iPad and his Bible. <laughs> and he looks down the hall through a bunch of people, and there is the girl that, uh, that kicked him to a curb a few years ago. She's sitting over there. And she sent four of her friends over to talk to him. <laughs> He's like, uh, you know, you had to think fast. <laughs> I mean, he thought it was over. I mean, what? It's It's been three years since they talked or seen each other. And there she is and sends over her friends to get the green light. Because she is so ashamed of how mean she was. And he said, well, Absolutely. He says, I, 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 would, I, I would love to talk to her. So, so they, they uh, uh, finally end up uh, around each other after service. And they start talking. And she says, hey, um, you preached really good tonight. And it was just what I needed. And I prayed through and got refilled with the Holy <laughs> No, I don't know what all she said. But, you know, she's like really affirming him. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thank you. Yes, very nice, mm-hmm. And she finally goes, look, I'm so sorry I was so mean to you, and I'm so sorry I, it ended the things, we ended it the way I ended it, the way, I don't know, but it just ended, and I was so mean, and I'm so sorry. And my friend, <laughs> he goes, well, I'll let you make it up to me. <laughs> I'll let you make it up to me. <laughs> and uh, she was like, Really? <laughs> And so uh, they went on a, on a date, and uh, there were sparks and electricity. They went on another date, more dates, started talking. Uh, <laughs> she's, a, <laughs> she's a pastor's daughter. He's already been down there to preach for them, and it's going great. All right? Uh, what a story. What a story. <laughs> the part that's so funny to me is, she sends over the friends. It's like Esau sending, or uh, yeah, it's like Jacob sending all his family to talk to Esau before him <laughs> to kind of smooth it over, right? Well, it worked. It worked, and it's working. And um, I love this story because it's special. It's uh, it's real. It's true. But I just I like it because it's how it's supposed to be done. It's real. It's not artificial. And I wish. Uh, this guy and girl, all the happiness in the world. And I do pray for them. I know I've had a lot of fun with this, but um, I'm actually really serious about this because I, I, come on, divorce is so high in this world and there's so many people that are single and shouldn't be. And I feel like God has given me insight into the, the apostolic dating scene. And if we're not careful, it can become toxic and can become a waste of time and a lot of hearts broken. <laughs> But uh, I think there's a lot to learn here. Guy, go up and introduce yourself. And uh, if you get rejected, uh, don't say, oh, my God, I'll never love again. No, you move on. Take one on the chin like a man, right? Okay. Uh, we got another story here that I, I just, yeah. Yeah, we got some. T yeah, let's share, share this one. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say their names because it's all over uh, Instagram. Jacob K. and Elizabeth Wright. Dated, courted, excuse me, they courted, got engaged, and they got married uh, this past weekend. 
And I got to admit, I had a hand into it. I did. I had a hand in this. Okay, if you remember, um, earlier this year, I uh, uh, mentioned some listener feedback and gave my comments from a listener, and I just do the initials. You know, I try to keep names out of it. You know, a lot of these things are personal for people, but I just do initials or maybe just the first name or whatever. I said, JK messaged me a while back. He messaged me back in early December of 2021, and uh, he said, hello, uh, Brother Gleason, I am... 20 years old, and the girl I like is 24, and we're just friends. But I believe prophetically mm, that we are about to be more than friends. <laughs> she is romantic and wants to be courted. Mm. Like a pride and prejudice type thing. What would be something that I could do to sweep her off her feet, right? You remember that? And I told JK on this podcast, I said, uh, well, man, congrats that an older girl is into you. You're a stud. And that's true, man. Come on, a guy who is 18 and a girl who's 22 is into him. He's a stud. That that just don't work for most of us. I, don't, I never had an older girl interested in me. Nothing I know of. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna think about that. What does it matter? <laughs> but now these guys that are that are single, uh, they got an older girl interested in them. That's just big, man. You know, because m- girls mature faster than guys, right? So anyway, um, uh, I just said, bro, you got to flirt like a lot. You can flirt and date. You can flirt in court. Flirting is flirting. It's all on its own. I just think uh, you you need to be extra nice and overly helpful. And I, I recommend it since it's wintertime. Wear sweaters. You look more snugly. I think girls like that, right? So uh, then smell good. Get a good cologne. Douse yourself in it. Fresh breath. Good, clean, white teeth. And then I recommended carriage rides, bro. Carriage rides. Those are fun. I took Sister G on one of those. Maybe we should do that again. And then I said some fancy restaurant in an old Victorian-style uh, place. And then maybe watch Pride and Prejudice together. There's just something about seeing Mr. Darcy, I guess, that makes uh, women want to begin a healthy relationship. <laughs> well, uh, I left it at that. I didn't even know really who J.K. was. Little did I know this woman, prophetically, was Elizabeth Wright. I'm acquainted with that family. Great family. We love the rights. Great church out there in Annapolis. And uh, JK the stud started flirting with Sister EW, and they started courting, got engaged. A gorgeous engagement, by the the way. Great photos, all of that. And then they got married. Uh, So (laughs) I'm telling you, it works. He got the blessing of the father, got the blessing of uh, the church. And here we go. And and I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, as far as I know, Jacob here, he's a first-generation disciple and, and came to that church and uh, got into submission, got under the pastor's authority, got spiritual, started walking with God, and lo and behold, here you go. I'm telling you, God will do it for you. If you do it right, if you do it with respect, you do it with decency and in order. I'm telling you, love will just, it'll just happen. It really, really will. So yeah, stop sliding into the DMs. Set up a date. Make her feel special. Don't make a putz of yourself. Do it responsibly. Treat her with respect. Obey God's word. Obey God's laws. And you do things in the will of God, and God will set it all up for you for a very happy life together.
That's it. So get out of that toxic cesspool of uh, those dating pages. <laughs> get out of that desperation toxic cesspool. Pray. Find the girl you like and take her on a date and begin a healthy relationship. That's how you do it. The Justin C. Gleason Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please leave a five-star rating and a great review. Contact me at justincgleason at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. And share this episode with your friends. We're taking the genre of religion and spirituality to another level. I want to say thank you so much to all of you for your loyal listenership and especially to all of you who take time uh, to support this podcast by giving and sharing and doing everything you can to um, uh, help me out here. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, of course, I also love the feedback you guys give. A listener named Seth a while ago messaged me. He said, hello, Brother Gleason. Your episodes about spiritual warfare have been a blessing to me. I wept during those episodes. I'm currently experiencing doubt about God's calling and learning to wait on him. Thank you once again. I needed those episodes. God bless. Seth, I want to tell you, tears are a good sign. Tears are good. Uh, tears are really weapons. I, you know... Actually, the world says if you cry, you're weak. I'm not so with sp- the spirituality. I mean, there's uh, crying has a place, right? It has a place. It's best to do so on your own in your private time with the Lord. But tears are spiritual. God numbers them in a bottle, right? I've been hearing this a lot from guy listeners. They're just overcome with weeping in their prayer time. I think it's spiritual. It's not weakness. And I think it's how you battle and push through and get through spiritual frustrations, and accomplishing something big in faith. That's how you do it. Great faith is preceded by tears when it comes to accomplishing something yourself. So you're going through kind of an inward struggle about the call of God in your life. And usually what's frustration is you know your call, but you can't visualize it. There's no visualization. You have no idea what it looks like, where it looks like, what it is. That's when it becomes uh, very, very difficult for guys. So uh, a weeping will... uh, help you. It precedes joy, right? You weep for a night, joy comes in the morning. So man, keep on keep on shedding those tears for God, pouring out your heart to him. Saying, God, help me discover. So in the meantime, um, uh, learn spiritual warfare. If you're interested in that, learn how to do it. A lot of spiritual warfare is yes, prayer. It it is uh coming against stuff, you know, through through uh with um the armor of God, of course. A lot of it is your lifestyle. A lot of it is your lifestyle. Clean up your life, man. Uh, do some fasts, media fasts, food fasts, whatever fasts. And really uh, put your flesh in subjection and you'll discover it. Man, When it, a few things I've learned when, you're, when you know you're called to upper level ministry like preaching and stuff. Man, I, one of the greatest things you can do is learn how to pray for people at the altar. I'm telling you. I'm, that's what I started doing before I ever preached. I learned how to pray for people in the altar. And let me tell you some of the greatest stories, some of the greatest events have happened in the altar. That's where I saw miracles happen. That's where a prophecy developed inside of me. That's uh, casting out devils, all, all of it. The works of God, the signs of God started happening 
uh, in my really when I was about 10 or 11 years old praying in the altar. So I uh, do that and then um, uh, learn to pray and have devotion all on your own. Get to know your Bible. Get to know your Bible. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of sad. A lot of these newer preachers get up and you can tell they don't know their Bible. <laughs> they don't even preach about the Bible, right? So uh, get to know your Bible. Get smart about the Bible. Earlier I mentioned the story in Joshua 15 with uh, Othaniel uh, marrying Caleb's daughter. His daughter, well, he, well, she was given in marriage to him, right? I need to do an episode on that. What's the difference between marrying and giving in marriage? I'm going to make note of that. But how you do, man, you make notes. Like I'm writing this down right now in a little pad. What is the difference between marrying and, get, and giving in marriage? We'll cover that someday. That's an idea. You need to start building ideas for yourself. You need to start building content for yourself if you're called to preach, called to ministry. Even though you can't visualize it, maybe no open doors are there, still just kind of prepare yourself for it. And uh, writing down ideas and getting to know the Bible. This this idea about uh, Othaniel uh, having uh, Caleb give his daughter to the wife from, I wrote that down years ago. I just saw it in the Bible, wrote it down, stuck it in there. And uh, when I started preparing for this podcast, Healthy Relationships, found I wrote that idea. There you go. I mean, that's how you do it. Uh, I, I would I would do notes. I used to do it in little notebooks, some loose leaf paper here and there. But a lot of it's done on the phone now. I know it takes a lot of the uh, emotional and, and personal touch out of it. But through, uh, maybe you should do both. I don't know. I've got friends who have excellent handwriting. They put it down in a notebook with a pen, and then they screenshot it, bam, it's like right there in their notes. I have good handwriting, but for whatever reason, there is no app out there that can read it. <laughs> I can read it. Everybody else can read it, but no app can read it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need different ink. I don't know. But that's how you grow yourself during all of this. Okay, uh, on uh, Go Gopbert on Apple Podcast Review. Says, love your podcast. When are you coming back up to Iowa? God is God is so using you. God's continued blessings. Bishop Culp. Well, Bishop Culp, I was just in Iowa, and I got to see you. <laughs> Shout out to Bishop Culp. Thank you so much, uh, Bishop, for your for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm just blown away uh, by the wide range, uh, just demographics of this audience. Uh you know, Bishop Culp is a, is a is a, uh, is a bishop of a church, pastored for many years. Now the bishop is pastored by uh, Pastor Chris Frank. Now had a great time up there with him. A great revival church, man. And he just he complimented me on my podcast, and it just meant so much that a bishop would listen to this. You know, I, when I make these episodes, I, th- I think about eighteen to twenty-two year old dudes. But I'm shocked at uh, pastors who listen to this. Uh, bishops, I'm, I'm shocked at ladies who listen to this. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I recently heard one of our, a powerful woman of God who's a great intercessor. <laughs> I found out she loves this podcast. I'm not going to say her name. You know who she is. I found out she's been listening to this podcast. And I'm, I'm thinking, my goodness, this dignified, godly apostolic lady who like, prays hours a day, kicks on this podcast with headbanging music and enjoys it. <laughs> I, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but I love this audience. I love all of you, and I'm glad that these ideas that God has downloaded to me mean something to you. Okay, next, uh, listener Kylie 
She said, Brother Gleason, I recently listened to one of your previous episodes with Brother Caleb Herring, in which you talked about dreams. It was amazing to listen to, as all of your podcast episodes are. I often have dreams of animals myself. Some of them have just been ordinary dreams, and others, I believe, have had a deeper meaning. And However, there is one dream that I had a few years ago that I still wonder about. The dream of mine had both bears and wolves in it. In your podcast, you mentioned that wolves can mean hypocrisy. Have you ever had bears in your dream, and do you know what they could represent? Thank you so much. Man, good question. I've only referenced dreams here and there on this podcast. I've never done full episodes, and I, th- I think it's time to do that. I, I've, I've got like hundreds of things to talk about, and I don't know which one. It's kind of a, a battle for me week to week. But yeah, wolves represent hypocrisy, usually. You know, it's biblical language, biblical wording. Jesus said uh, wolves in sheep's clothing come in among the flock, and they're, they're only pretending to be a sheep. And I think bears are the opposite. Bears don't pretend. Bears are very open. Bears are not really sneaky at all. They kind of come out of nowhere, and if they sense fear in you, uh, they attack. So uh, I think bears, you, know, you look at, there's a couple uh, places in the Bible that are mentioned. I always like to go to the Bible for imagery. The Bible usually makes, because the Bible is God's writing. It's God's ideas. It's God's way of thinking. So you have bears in Daniel's prophecy. Bears represented uh, uh, the beast, the empires of the ancient Medes and Persians uh, who devoured much flesh through war. And then you look in uh, Daniel, Revelation, the great beast, the Antichrist <laughs> that comes out of the sea. A part of his uh, being, his anatomy, is that of a bear. Of course, he wages war. So... I think it could pro- possibly mean uh, bears and wolves. My God, <laughs> Oof. It, it means pray and get strong. You've, you're you're going to be attacked in your life through uh, people that pretend to be something they're not, and then uh, enemies that aren't pretending but are openly uh, preying on your fears, preying on your fears. So I'd I'd pray for faith, strengthen your faith, and uh, be vigilant. Who knows what enemy could be out there trying to destroy your life. But uh, I, I think it's just simply enemies that are looking uh, for a moment of weakness through fear. So that's uh, got to keep your faith high always. So that's how I would interpret it. There is another instance, you know, Elisha, the prophet, is walking and kids come out and, and mock him, which is a message all on the tongue. They said, go up, thou bald man, go up, thou bald man. You know, you've heard it preached so much. They made fun of him being bald and God judged him for it. I don't think so. I don't think so, because because I, <laughs> I mean I've made comments about preachers, especially when I was a kid, like you know about preachers, and I was never judged. But what I think uh, really caught the eye of God and the wrath of God was simply they said, "Go up, go up," meaning they were mocking his vision of what he saw his mentor do, Elijah, to go up like him. Elijah went up in a whirlwind, which was doubted by many people, but Elisha said it was real. It's happened, and his mantle came down. I think they were mocking. Uh, the vision and the supernatural experience that he had. Go up, go up. And that's why they were mauled to death by a bunch of bears. So um, (laughs) that could be something to think about. Have you been mocking a preacher lately? Have you been mocking his bald head or his big belly or whatever? You know, or or mocking his visions, which I don't think so uh, in this case. But I think it's just a sign of war that's coming. I know some of you out there are like, oh, my God, it's Russia, the Russian bear. You know, God has foreseen the Russia and Ukraine war. Well, maybe, I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah, it represents war. The main thing is just be strong in the faith. Shield of faith. Those who quench the fiery darts of the enemy and uh, the big roars of those big old bears. That's right. Stay strong in the Lord always. 